on today's Daily Charge Supercharged Edition. Is this more of a lateral move for Iger? What's next in store for Disney under Chapex lead? And what were our favorite highlights from Toy Fair? Spoilers, it's Ninja Turtles. What do you guys think was uh, Iger's biggest contribution to the industry? Uh, I mean, Disney Plus kind of has to be up there just because it he basically changed the way the company strategically operated to you know go from this model where you know the, the Hollywood studios and like the, the 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 traditional cable TV model to like this direct consumer model, which is basically what everyone else is doing now. But like I feel like Disney Plus executed so much better than anything else so far. Um, and I I think further back the Marvel acquisition, yeah, that's just true. because that really changed how the movie tentpole right. Uh, perceives and they now have launched it where they can now put out three to four of these things mm-hmm. a year. Um, in the middle of it all, created a, a truce with Sony where yep. they can use Spider Man. Yeah, for a hot second last summer, there was a little up in the air, but right. like they navigated that and now they get to have Sony uh, an agreement where Sony gets to make Spider Man films, mm-hmm. but at the same time, they can use Spider Man and have him be part of an active Marvel right. universe. Well, even on a broader level, they, the argument that you know they bought up Pixar, they bought mm-hmm. up. Star Wars, they bought Marvel, they bought Fox, and mm. uh, the rest of the catalog of Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Like just the cobbling together of all of our kind of our, our childhood is mm. that's that's probably one of the biggest legacies for Iger. Disney was also like one of the first um, major Netflix agreements in in the past decade. Right. Like even though right. ultimately they reneged from it to make their own yes. service, um, not necessarily reneged, they renegotiated. Yeah. Yes. yes. And it was like 2013, I believe, when they were like, we're going to have all our new releases for, the, for a Disney certain Plus. period of time. Right. And Moana, uh, Star Wars, Rogue One, they made it to Netflix mm-hmm. in, due, in due time pretty quickly right. and had runs on it before Disney+. Plus. So yep. in a way, it was cool that they also sort of navigated a consumer shifting of how streaming came about by testing with the major service, but then launching oh, their own, launching their own yep. as, as will many more companies this year. Oh, yeah. DC 417, or 147, sorry, I don't know how I screwed that up after all this time. Uh, it says, the, I think the MCU was a solid contribution because it was such a cultural moment, changed the way that consumers think about movies and how these stories persist after the credits roll, literally and figuratively. Uh, I would agree with that one. I would agree with you, Mike. I think maybe Marvel overall, just because of the timing of it and the boom of the superhero genre. but. Right. Overall, and this is going to sound like such a double-edged sword because monopolies are bad, uh, Disney just kind of getting all of my favorite things under one roof. It's honestly like it reminds me of when I was little and I'd have, you know, a Star Wars toy out and uh, a Spider-Man figure out kind of thing. And they would fight because of course they would. It's like that came to life in the movies. And I don't (laughs) know. I'm I'm kind of here for it. So that's my my takeaway on it. It also, though, energizes the industry. Like, even though Disney is owning a whole lot right now um nbc universal uh warner they all need to step up in response to that so there should be an improvement across the board with all those moves and in in one way that all the disney park stuff came in reaction to harry potter's success at universal yes yeah yeah it's really good so um there is a bit of a back and forth like disney um is absolutely a huge leader right now in the space, mm-hmm. but like the other companies are also influencing Disney too in, right. in, in their own ways. Well, I would argue, by the way, just playing devil's advocate on the Marvel thing, um, like, yes, I think acquiring Marvel and, and building it up to what it is now definitely, uh, you know, to Iger's credit and to the, the studio's credit. But keep in mind that like Marvel, the, the first run of films was not under Disney, right? It was Paramount, it was different, it was a different company. 
Um, and it wasn't until Disney bought Marvel. Like the, I don't think technically the Avengers the, was a Disney The ownership movie. for Marvel is very complicated. Like yeah. some of the Hulk stuff is still under Universal. Yeah, but just to, just remember like the like the original Iron Man mm-hmm. and Iron Man 2, like the first couple, first run of Marvel, like Incredible Phase Hulk. 1 was not a Disney-controlled thing. Like Disney time, basically yeah. took a successful yeah. machine and mm-hmm. like made it run better, but mm-hmm. they didn't start that machine, mm-hmm. right? Like Feige was not, he, he was not part of Disney at that point. When, oh, yeah. uh, no, man, it was, was Favreau. It was all Favreau made that happen. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. With Iron Man. Yeah, Yeah. Favreau, for sure. No, Feige was involved, but I'm just saying that Disney was not in the mix yet. They they basically inherited this Mm. very smooth running machine, and they Mm. they may have arguably made it run faster and bigger Mm. and better, but the parts were already there. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that without Favreau, none of the parts would have existed in the first place. No, that's true. So he better be getting a nice fat paycheck. I'm sure he is. I'm Uh, sure he's taken care of. Yeah, (laughs) without a doubt. Uh, first comments coming in from our resident uh, Baby Yoda hater, Eric. He oh. says, Iger has left his incredible mark. It's time to move on. Wow, uh, that was fast. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I mean, guess. that's that's a fair statement because, yeah. like, uh, it, it, often when it comes to these CEO positions, like, it's not usually a long, long-term thing to, right. to be a CEO of a right. major company like this. It's usually, like, a period of time, that, like, the, like, in T-Mobile, the, the CEO yeah, there is moving on soon. Yep, yep. Um. Yeah, and Iger's tenure has been pretty mm-hmm. pretty long. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. Time to move on. Uh, unfortunately, that won't be the case because I'm sure we're going to be taking a lot more questions and comments. Oh wait, here's one. Brian says uh, Grace from Beyond the Trailers is suggesting Bob Iger step down to dump all the boring responsibilities and focus more on the creative stuff. You kind of brushed on that earlier, right? Yeah. Do we have any other conspiracy theories as to why Bob Iger stepped down? Uh, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's pretty well known and reported out. Like you can read Jones' story as well. I mean, it's uh, as executive chairman, he still has uh, some sort of day to day duties, but it's not. I think it's handing off the whole machine to um, uh, Chapik and, and basically kind of focusing on the entertainment side of things, the the studios, the the, the creative aspects. And frankly, it's probably more fun than running all the logistics of an entire company that you know includes networks, theme parks, and, and everything, right? Precisely. Uh, Rob on Twitter is asking, any idea when Disney Plus is going to add the X-Men movies? Now, they've mm. got the X-Men animated series from the 90s, and yes. I think one or two of the other ones, like Wolverine and the X-Men, and the I, cart- I, yeah, the X-Men cart- Evolution, I think, is maybe on there. They're on there. But didn't they put... Didn't they like sneak in the first X Men or something recently? Uh, well, on Disney Plus they do have an animated X Men series from the nineties, right? But, but um, no, if we're talking the think, movies, I don't, I don't think any of the movies are there, and I, I don't know who has the rights to them right now. Yeah, that, that's the the confusing thing is like even though they own the catalog of movies, they they likely have been signed away to like streaming services or something to somebody else, and so it's about renegotiating those terms or waiting for those contracts to run out uh, before bringing some of that stuff back home. That's why you've got uh, a couple of Marvel properties still on like Netflix, for instance, uh, or other services because it's there were existing contracts that were in place before Disney Plus launched. Like Star Wars The Force Awakens is still a little bit tied in with the Stars Agreement. And I remember yes. like, Stars has a yeah. slight yeah, yeah. ad oh, wow. involved in order to be on Disney Plus as well. Right. I had no idea. That's interesting. Um I'm certainly curious to see where it's going to pan out, but for the time being, this comment from Storm King, uh, do you think this is more of a lateral move for Bob instead of a uh, step down? Uh, I mean, yeah, stepping down, see, I mean, that's just sort of a term that we use. It doesn't, I don't think we're equating it to him, like, like taking a lower position. Like, he's retiring. Like, he's 
uh, he's well past retirement age, a couple of years past retirement age at this point. So like 69, right? Yeah. 69. So he's, you know, and I'm sure he's pretty well off at this point. So he doesn't necessarily need to like keep working. I think he's doing it. He's running out his contract basically to, to probably focus on the things he wants to do. Uh, and so it's not, yeah, I don't, we're, I don't think when we say step down, it, it's not like taking a lower mm-hmm. position or being demoted. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But is he really, is he going to ex- have any less responsibility or is it truly a, a lateral move? Um, I guess it depends on your definition. Like, yeah, he'll probably, ha- he'll have fewer responsibility because he won't be CEO. Like the CEO will have to, ha- to run not just, you know, the creative side of things on the movie studio side, but like the networks, the theme parks, um, the merchandise, all that, all the, the entire Disney machine, right? Whereas... He'll likely just have to focus on like one aspect of Disney, which is probably the, the aspect he wants to focus on, the, the creative side. Did the stock market react negatively as soon as that news hit last night? Uh, I don't know, actually. I didn't see what the stock market... It's always... Uh, we'll, we'll see what the... We'll look up what the stock uh, price is right now. Uh, but keep in mind, it was it was announced after the, the bell closed, so like those post-after-market uh, trades are always a little wonky, but True. what's that right now? Google says it, it went down... 0.94%, but that's not yeah. like... Yeah, that's a pretty that's so marginal. Keep in mind, again, that this was expected, like, him leaving was not a huge surprise. He he was definitely, he, he was always sort of set for retirement. It was just the timing was kind of unclear. Um, so I, I don't think anyone regarded this as a huge negative, especially since, to your point, like, he already put a lot of this stuff in place, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, it caught me off guard. I wasn't really expecting that, but... Um, all right, moving on. we got a few minutes left, and Mike... Roger, we're all geeks here. Uh, we got we got the important stuff up front, but I want to know what you saw at Toy Fair that caught your attention, Mike. Uh, I mean, I'm like I, I feel like we went through a lot of the b- biggest ones, but um, no, the not the biggest I really ones for you. Liked there were a few different toys, um, not as many as I wanted, honestly. That uh, showcased Wonder Woman 1984 oh, with yep. the golden armor suit. Um, Mattel had one where there's like a bunch of colors that come out of the suit uh the mcfarland toys is a, a lot more deluxe one um i was honestly hoping for more of that since the movie comes out this summer but uh there'll be plenty of time <laughs> i'm sure there'll be release. plenty of merch for that yeah uh, i did see i was like scanning through youtube for other toy fair stuff and i i stumbled upon some neca mm-hmm. toys like mm-hmm. i'm a big like brian uh change me ninja turtle fan and mm-hmm. just seeing like so they, there's a a super shredder mm-hmm. figure that NECA created. Like mm-hmm. I kind of, not that I, I don't think I would get, cause I don't have space in my house for mm-hmm. that, but I would like, if I had the space, I would totally buy that. On the uh, power Rangers side of, of my life, uh, we got mm. to do an exclusive reveal for um, the Hasbro has a lightning collection series where they do photorealistic oh. recreations of the action figures. And so they revealed uh, blue Ranger, original blue Ranger, Billy with glasses on, um, on his head and uh, Ranger Slayer, which is a version of the Pink Ranger from the comics, who's initially brainwashed by um, the villainous Laura Draken, and uh, she has a Bow of Darkness, which is a three-arrowed bow. Ranger Slayer? Yeah. I love that name. name Ranger Slayer, and so she's, and she's initially um, on the villainous side of it. Um, along with, um, on, on a slightly more geekier specific note, they had Power Ranger Zeo Gold Trey of Triforia, which is an alien <laughs> who okay. came in for that series who... Um, Arrives and splits into three different people, and his powers pa- passed on to Jason from the who was originally Mighty Morphin Red. Red oh, on that show. the original Red Ranger. Yeah. All right, along with a Time Force Red from the Power Rangers Time Force series. Yeah, I, there's so many of these Power Ranger shows. I, um, I, 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 
I was lost after basically yeah. the original series. And then we also got to cover a reveal for um, a Star Wars retro collection. They oh. had a line of Empire Strikes Back figures. Nice. Uh, revealed last weekend. They're like little small ones. They're made in the same style of figures from the 80s. Okay. But, um, okay. but with today's technology making them. So, so it, like more articulated and... Yeah, like more detail, even detail. though it looks like something that comes from the 80s. And so oh, they're like... Cool. They're not like super detailed, Is but the they're packaging like, they're very similar to the original packaging? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, the, tenor, nice. the tenor tag. And yes. Like they have a Yoda on it that has... It's like wearing a snake because Dagobah... Oh, is there, well, is there like a Luke carrying Yoda figure at all? There's there's a Luke figure. There's Leia for Hoth, uh, Han okay. Solo, a Boba Fett figure as well. Nice. Um, so that was that was a really cool thing uh, to to have uh, from there. And they they the the uh, well, going back to Transformers. There's a, the Netflix trailer yes. for their uh, anime series based on the property, which looks dark, and I'm mm-hmm. super excited about mm-hmm. that uh, as a big Transformers fan. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm with you, Roger, on the NECA news, uh, but I got a little ticked off because I myself just the other day uh, received my NECA shredder that I ordered offline oh. like late last year. They were they do this thing where they make them Toy Fair exclusives or like Comic-Con exclusives, and then they come to GameSpot later on. So I pre-ordered that. I got the shredder, the splinter, and uh, and a foot soldier, and just because I'm such a huge fan of the 90s movie, especially... Uh, and then as soon as they announce that, or as soon as I receive that, I get this email alert that coming soon, Casey yes. Jones and oh, yeah, that I saw Incognito that. Raff, that Tulka was from the and Razar. S- those are from the second film, right? Yeah. Yeah, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah, and then the Super Shredder, which they don't have a picture of up here. But yeah, the Super Shredder was confirmed too, and I'm just, I'm stewing over it. Uh, but that's me. Well, good luck trying to find them. I'll just do the pre-order thing again as I slowly but surely go broke in my <laughs> early 30s. I know. Um, all right. That was pretty fun, guys. Uh, maybe we should uh, shut things down for the day. Um, do you have any other closing comments about Toy Fair before we, we do close Mike, it out, Mike? Uh, it, was a, it was a quieter show this year in general, I think. like There were there were some Black Widow toys as well. But oh, yeah. Nothing that I have. Only a couple like so far. There'll be, I'm sure there will be way more going into May. Got it. All right. So before we go... We wanted to make a brief PSA in an effort to be more interactive with you guys. We opened a voicemail account. Yes, voicemail. Remember those things? Uh, if you have a question that can't wait for the show, go ahead and call us at 862-250-5173. We'll do our best to answer the question on the next episode. Hey, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. And as always, if you want to learn more, there are links to all today's stories and places you can subscribe in the description below. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. I'm Mike Sorrentino. Thanks for joining us. 